you've been with me for a while as a listener, you've probably heard me tell the tale a couple of times. If you've been with me as a reader, you'll probably recall the headline that I attached to the Penguins winning the Stanley Cup in 2016 from San Jose, California. Two words, just defend. And they were in quote marks. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Just defend in quote marks. That was the admonition that Mike Sullivan gave to Chris Letang on the morning of Game 6 out there at SAP Center. Latang himself told me that on the ice afterward. Just defend. The thinking behind this is one that Sullivan has applied across the board to his team from the day he took over, and that's always been founded in a belief that the Penguins have plenty enough offense that if they can just... Do whatever's necessary to defend, to take care of their own end. The goals will come, not through happenstance and not without some schematics and effort and everything else, but that there's enough, more than enough, particularly in the top six on this team, to make goals happen. And sure enough, nobody who'd be listening to this podcast would need me to remind them what actually happened that night. Not only did Latang just defend, he also scored the winning goal and turned in what I still consider to be and maybe always will consider to be the greatest single performance by a defenseman in franchise history. Got a couple of goals from other people, squeezed out some offense from unexpected sources, but they just defended. This current team, as it's constituted, under Kyle Dubas, including the changes that have been made, is not equipped to do that. I don't want to be the downer. I know a lot of people have been excited about some of the recent signings. I know some people are a little bit skeptical. But for the most part, it seemed like a positive reaction. I'm not seeing where this team got significantly superior in terms of just defending. The most significant move on the actual defense core, obviously, was A, letting Brian Dumoulin walk through free agency, but B, replacing him with Ryan Graves. Now, Graves is a good addition. I am not here to knock him. He's 6'5", and even though he's not exactly some sort of physical brute or whatever, you always welcome having a frame of that stature, really, at any position. The fact that Graves can and will contribute to the offense is a good thing because I don't want to come across as two-faced here. I'm also telling you at the same time on a regular basis that you need more mobility from the blue line, and you do, and you need more production from the blue line, and you do, but you've also got to be able to defend. This team wasn't good at it last year. I can point to the goals against And they finished with the 14th most in the league. And that's obviously just mediocre. The figure that should concern people is that the Penguins finished with the eighth most shots allowed. 
shots are look we can say what we want about shots quality of shots because there's different metrics for all that sort of thing now even getting into shot attempts which leads into a discussion about possession but the fact is when you're giving up that many shots and you look at the other teams that are around them in that statistic and you're up there with the the arizonas and the columbuses and so forth it's not good enough Add to that all of those blown leads or all of those final minute either of a game or final minute of a period goals that the Penguins would give up and you would just go, what is, why, who, what is wrong? Well, it's because, and I said this at the time, Sullivan didn't have the personnel to deploy. If he wanted to put somebody over the boards for the final minute of a period in which he really, really, really wanted to take a one-goal lead into the locker room, who was he sending? Who was he sending? Defensively, for that matter, up front. Jeff Carter? Well, yeah, he probably did, which is, I mean, I guess you can criticize him for that, but he didn't have a whole lot of pickings there. Now, this team isn't going to have many more than that. It's just not. If your top four defensemen are Chris Letang and Marcus Patterson as a pairing. And let's just presume that's going to be the case. And then Jeff Petrie and Graves as your second pairing can also pretty much safely presume that'll be the case, barring some Eric Carlson acquisition. And look, if Carlson's coming, you're not getting a whole lot better defensively either. Okay. That's not what Carlson does. Then the only place where you got better is on your third and fourth lines, and even then, kind of marginally, you know? Lars Eller is an upgrade at 3C. Nobody, nobody could argue that. You can complain about Eller's lack of offensive production over the past couple of seasons and suggest that he's on the decline, and you might have an argument there. You're not going to have that same success in any argument making the case that he's not good defensively. He is. Noel Achari is a responsible defensive forward. Matt Nieto is a responsible defensive forward. You're going to have some more responsible defense from your bottom six. That'll matter. You're going to have better penalty killing. That'll matter. But is that more than enough to offset everything else I've described here? And oh, by the way, it's still the same goaltender? I don't know that you're going to see this team get much better defensively. I really don't. Which means they'd better score a whole heck of a lot more when we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you're not local... Gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com. That's FamilyTablePGH.com. And use the code DK40 or DK40 for 40% off and free delivery on your first order. Order by noon today for Thursday delivery. from Dom who says DK it's great that Owen Pickering has bulked up a bit that should work out well for him what about Marcus Pedersen and P.O. Joseph 
They just don't look like they're strong enough for the NHL, in my opinion. Well, Dom, there are differences between Pickering and the two players that you described, and it's not just holding weight. Uh, Pickering had, on the day he was drafted, the type of frame where you could see that he'd fill in. True story here. A handful of years ago, Mike Tomlin made one of his many pilgrimages to Bradenton where the Pirates conduct their spring training. And Tomlin, in seeing Josh Bell, the Pirates' very large first baseman at the time, and when I say very large, I don't mean overweight in any way. JB's just a really, really big dude. He looked at Bell's shoulders and said, now that's shoulders. I, that, that's a tight end for me over there. And he was there with Kevin Colbert, who was the Steelers GM at the time, and said, that right there is a tight end. And everybody got a good laugh out of it. But I looked at JB differently after that because I also remember what Bell looked like when he showed up after being drafted by the Pirates a few years ago. And he was that. He was really light on weight, but he did have the broader shoulders. Pickering had those when he was drafted. All Pickering did was eat a lot. In fact, according to the Penguins, he ate quite a bit just before showing up for development camp. So out of the 19 pounds that he put on from last fall to this development camp, probably half of those just happened in the previous couple of weeks. So he has the frame. He has the capacity to add that. When you look at Pedersen and Joseph, you're not going to see that. You're not going to see these wide shoulders. Shoulders don't get wider if you get stronger. Shoulders are shoulders. They're just bones. You know, you can't stretch them. You can't make them grow east and west. So you have what you have with those guys. Are they strong enough? I mean, I'm not the one out there trying to lift a stick in front of the net. I'm not the one that's trying to gain body possession on them, whether it's in the corner or in front of the net or wherever. But there are times when it looks like they're not. There are times when it looks like they're okay. Pedersen, I feel, makes up for his by being... Yeah. Let's put it this way. There's a reason he gets a lot of cheap shots over the course of a game. Uh, he's not popular with the other team, and it's certainly not because he's cheap shotting them. He's just constantly competitive, aggressive, and active. P.O., I think, started to get some of that to his game in the second half of this past season, but that didn't always go well anyway. But to ask them to just put on weight and not everybody can do it not everybody can put on weight and hold it and it's not just because of some natural metabolism thing it's because of the actual frame structure i appreciate the question really really good one and i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of penguins and we'll do another one of these tomorrow 